my good friend, Alex Hawkins, our worship pastor, is going to be preaching this morning. He's bringing the word. So, yeah, we're excited, bud. I'm excited, too. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we pray for him? Why don't we pray for us that we would just have hearts to receive um, what the Lord has laid on Alex's heart this morning? And so, God, we just come before you. Thank you for Alex. Um, Lord, I'm just forever grateful. He's my friend. He's a good friend. And Lord, I know he is your son and you love him. And God, just thankful for his heart for you. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would fill him and strengthen him. Um, He's led us in worship and now he's going to preach I can barely just preach. Um, And so, Lord, just give him strength and energy and focus this morning as he brings the word. And, Lord, for us, God, help us to have um, ears to hear, hearts to receive this morning, even more than, than what Alex is saying. God, what you want to say through him to us. Um, And may we just have a resounding yes and amen to what you want to say to us. We love you and we give you our hearts and attention this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, man. Love you. All right. So, you know, every once in a while in life, there's these moments when you, like, question every decision you've made. And, like, this morning is one of those. Like, I have to sing next to her, and now I have to preach in front of this dude. Like, I'm kidding. I'm really honored to be here, and I really do, uh, bringing this word to you guys, I really do feel like um, the Lord has a word for us this morning. Um, I'm going to be talking to you about encouragement this morning and specifically using our words to encourage. We serve an ever-encouraging God, and I believe he's calling us into a ministry of encouragement with him. So let's pray this morning that he would just, I know we just pray, but he would speak to our hearts on this issue of encouragement because When encouragement is lacking, especially in the church, we lose our effectiveness to both be disciples, we lose our effectiveness to save the world we're trying to save. And so this is a big deal to God. Um, Lord, we love you. And just like Jake prayed, Lord, we we just ask that you would speak to our hearts this morning, Lord. Um, Show us what it is to be encouraging to one another, Lord. Show us what it is to be in the ministry of encouragement, Lord. Um, I pray your will and your way over this this talk this morning, King Jesus. Um, We love you, and we thank you that you are our ultimate encourager, and you are the source of all encouragement, Lord. So I pray that that would just sink deep, deep down into our hearts this morning, Lord. We love you in your name. Amen. All right. First, I want to give us just a definition for encouragement. And I don't mean necessarily like Webster's Dictionary definition, like, I mean for our purposes today. This is not an exhaustive thing. So to encourage, the way that's translated in the Bible is to comfort, cheer up, console, speak in a friendly manner. Uh, Let's read Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And let us consider how we may spur spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Is the day approaching y'all? Like, I don't know if y'all have looked out and seen like what's going on. I'm just saying like, we might be getting close. <laughs> so like, I think timing is, is everything here, guys. And like, we've been called into this, this area of encouraging 
Um, I feel like the Lord gave me this definition for us today. Encouragement is the life-giving power of our words and our actions expressed outwardly toward one another. It's not enough to think good thoughts. That's important. We gotta say them. We gotta, we gotta put them into existence. And this requires effort and intentionality, but it leaves us feeling exhilarated and uplifted. Both the person doing the encouraging and the person receiving the encouraging. This is important for both. So I think we'd all agree that encouragement's important. Like that's not a controversial thing to say, right? Like words, like encouragement's important. Words are important, wouldn't you say? Words have power. They carry weight. This is biblical. Um, Proverbs eighteen twenty one. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat a, eat of its fruit. I like this translation here a little bit better. Um, Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit, you choose. Let's read that again. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit, you choose. What I see in that is like, there's no middle ground here when we're talking about encouragement. Either we're using our words to build each other up to bring life, to bring joy and, and all the things of the Lord into existence here on earth, or we're using it for death. We're using it to drag people down. We're using it to, there's no middle ground. That's what I really, that's really important this morning that we understand you're moving one direction or the other on that spectrum. Uh, a couple of maybe months ago now, um, we were kind of back there hanging out with some friends. I think Zach and Bree might've been back there and whoever was running tech. And I went to use the restroom over here and there's this sign above it from the school that says practice makes perfect. And I was like, don't be telling me that right before I get up here and leave worship. I'm like, no. <laughs> but that brought up some conversation about these old sayings that we have that maybe your parents said to you that maybe just teachers and all that said to you, um, and me and Crystal talked about this, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt you. That is not correct. That is not correct. Don't teach your kids that. <laughs> um, the truth is, guys, like words cut deep. I mean, a broken bone is gonna heal itself. I don't know about y'all, but like some of the like negative stuff that's been spoken over me or that I've just chosen to believe that's what cuts the deepest and sticks with you the longest. So as we talk about encouragement today, I just hope we'll see how important it is. Um, and I think it's time to examine whether encouragement really has the proper place in our walk with God. Like, is this something we're being super intentional to do? Are we looking for opportunities to pour into each other? Are we looking for opportunities to speak life into existence in a dead and dying world? Are we doing that? I think personally there's a serious void in this area. And we've gotta to learn to let encouraging our brothers and sisters have its proper place in our daily walk. See, when, when there's a lack 
of encouragement when we're living in a culture slash church slash family, whatever you want to say that's lacking encouragement, we start living in a relational starvation type thing. Like we're just hungry and we can't quite get what we need. And so, you know, it might be this kind of numb thing that we don't really give that much attention to. Um, Like we have enough energy for maybe ourselves, but nothing to spare. Um, without encouragement, we carry on, we move on, but we're weakened. We're not, we're not realizing our full potential without this, this area of um, encouragement. Um, I like this, the way this, this reads. Uh, this less than energizing kind of Christianity probably feels normal to many of us. Maybe we can't even imagine how life-giving it is to be frequently, strongly encouraged and encouraging. So this question popped into my head um, as I was studying for this. And the question was, why aren't we in a constant state of encouragement? You know, we, we love Jesus. We believe in Jesus. He, he's our encouragement. Why aren't we just naturally encouraged? Why, why do we need this? <clears throat> well, <laughs> discouragement happens. <laughs> really what the Lord was showing me as I asked that is we're not in heaven yet. We live here where stuff dies, where there's disappointment, there's sin. We have enemies in this world, lowercase enemies, and then we have an enemy. And I know y'all have heard this, but he's out to still kill and destroy your life. I believe that. I'm not just saying that. I don't think that's a, like a weird story in the Bible that we have a real enemy and he is out to ruin what God wants to do in your life. It's the truth, guys. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 10, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You see how active he is? And so where we're lacking that activity and encouragement and building one another up, he is that much more active trying to tear down the ways of the Lord. So we were on, um, I think we all know this, it's been kind of a discouraging time. Even in, in our church, it's been hard to, to wrestle with all the things going on over the last year. Just, it's been wild, right? So we got on a call, me and Jake got on a call with Dave Buring, one of our mentors, to just kind of talk through some game planning stuff. And he, we wanted to be encouraged. That's what we wanted, right? <laughs> we're discouraged, so we needed some encouragement. And man, as we were talking, he just, he laid this truth bomb on us and like, I don't know why I never thought about it this way. Maybe, maybe y'all are gonna hear this and be like, duh. <laughs> and that's okay, I'm okay with that. But he said, he said, guys, you gotta break down the word discourage. Discourage. And he, he said, robbed of courage. The enemy is active doing everything he can to discourage us. And I feel like the Lord showed me three ways that he does that, or in three areas he does that. Our identity, our calling, and our ability to worship. Identity, he wants to get you confused about who the Lord says you are. It's what, it's what we sang this morning. You're a good, good father. I'm a child of God. The enemy wants to do everything he can to rip that off. If he can rip that off, he can rip off your calling. If you don't know who you are, you don't know what you're here for right? 
you don't know who you are and you don't know what you're here for, how are you gonna worship? How are you gonna come boldly into the throne room? He's robbing us of our courage to walk this, to run this race, guys. Like he's, and so it, all the ways that the, the enemy wants to discourage us, I, Jesus is in the act of restoring all that stuff. Identity, calling, worship. And so we're gonna kind of just hop in this. Um, I, I think it's, before we move on, it's really important, and I said this at the beginning, and I'll probably say it again before this is over, we have to get intentional. We have to get active. We have to stop being passive. When we get a word from the Lord in our heart, we have to do something with it because the enemy is doing everything he can in the other direction. So we're gonna talk about the source of encouragement. Then we're gonna talk about the church and how it plays itself out in a church body. And then we're gonna talk about the world, how we minister to the world. God is the ultimate source of all encouragement. We gotta start there. He's the source, okay? Now, he uses people to preach that, but he's the source. He uses his word, his son, and the Holy Spirit. We'll start with his word. Psalms 119. We're gonna read the whole thing this morning. It's only uh, 176 verses. I'm just kidding. Um, I would encourage you to go read this because this whole psalm is about David thanking the Lord for his word, thanking the Lord for his, his, his word and his life-giving, the life-giving power in his word. We will read here um, in Psalm 119, 28, my soul is weary with sorrow, strengthen me according to your word. That's just one example from that thing, but read it and you'll see how important God's word was to, to King David and how it led to him being encouraged. Uh, Romans 15, four, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. So what I, I, I think the Lord's saying to me definitely, hopefully to you guys, is the believer was never meant to have a mediocre relationship with the word of God. It was never meant to be some casual I'll do it when I feel like it. I'll do it, do it when I'm inspired. No, it's the basic root of our walk with God. And I would even argue that it might be the most practical way that we hear encouragement from the Lord on a daily basis. From his lips to our hearts. So let's not forget how important that is. All right, let's talk about Jesus now, his son. Um, Jesus is the word personified, the word made flesh. So he's everything that we just talked about, the Bible being, but he's also our example. Like we get to watch this guy, this amazing, amazing guy, walk this out on earth. And some of the key things like, first of all, Jesus, if you read, just read his life, you'll see that this was a, very, very important part of his ministry. He was always looking for, I mean, Jake, you talked about it last week, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus in the tree, like, hey, come down, be with us. So a couple of things that just stand out about Jesus, he saw through people's flaws and he told people who they really were. He didn't wait for them to get clean. He didn't wait for them to deserve it, no. 
He told them who they were. Um, one example, Peter, the rock is what Jesus called him. And like a few verses later, he's like, hey, Satan, get behind me. <laughs> but like Jesus knew that Peter was gonna deny him. Jesus knew that and still he's calling him the rock in which I'm gonna build my church on? What? Jesus didn't focus on his weaknesses. He saw through that, he cut through that and saw who he really was. Mary Magdalene came to mind um, as I was studying. Um, the world had deemed her unworthy. She was in fact demon possessed. <laughs> Jesus saw a disciple. <laughs> Jesus said, follow me. He healed her and he said, follow me. So what I want us to take away from that is Jesus came to deal, here's what I wanna say. <laughs> The religious spirit works hard against this. If we're so busy judging, if we're so busy um, trying to qualify who deserves encouragement, who deserves this, like we're missing what Jesus did. He didn't do that. In fact, sometimes he looked for the people that really didn't make sense. And I'm one of them, guys, like I'm, I'm one of them. All right, let's talk about the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm gonna look at when Jesus was preparing the disciples for his departure. Um, John 14, 26 through 27. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, peace I give to you. Not as the word gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So that, <clears throat> that word helper is the translated noun from the verb encourage, believe it or not. I didn't believe it until I looked it up. Um, so the Holy Spirit, Jesus, as he's leaving, he's literally giving us the gift of an encourager. The literal um, definition of that in, in, is someone to stand with us an empowering presence. So God is the source of encouragement. We have to start there before looking outward. And as we receive our encouragement from him, he will call us to pour that out into others. He will, it's a part of our walk. All right, let's talk about the church. And this, we're gonna hang out here for a little while, guys. Um, I already mentioned how hard this last year's been that's not news to anyone. Um, a lot of discouragement this year, right? Like, is that y'all's experience? My hand's raised. You see, when we moved here to plant this church five and a half years ago, God put in our hearts, this would be a place that's about community. It's about encouragement. It's about doing life together. COVID messed all that up. COVID caused us not to be able to meet, not to be close. <clears throat> and we were, we were sitting with, with our elders one night and talking about all this stuff. And I think it was Nick who actually said, the very things that we are about as a church have been robbed from us. So as I was preparing, 
I was kind of feeling disqualified to talk about this. Like, I mean, that's pretty normal, but in, I need to repent this morning, guys. I, I, I didn't do a good job of this. This area of encouragement and pouring into others, I used COVID as an excuse to revert to, back to old Alex. Could hide behind the mask, could hide behind work or the parameters the, you know, the city had given us. And so I, the old Alex is scared to talk to people. Scared I would mess up. Fill in the blank, I was just scared. And that's discouragement caused by COVID and way beyond COVID, guys. I'm using that term, but like all the stuff going on. And I don't have to get into that with you guys this morning. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And then I remembered what Dave Buring said. Discouraged equals robbed of courage. So I, I no longer had the ability or the courage to do this. I was too scared. So I wanted to admit that to you guys this morning and also say the time is now. The time is now. If that's been your, if that's been your deal too, if you've been scared, not sure how to like enter back into society after all this is lifting, do the things that we've talked about up to this point and we're gonna talk about and get in the game. See, it's easy for me to look back and, and think over the last year how I could have done things different or better or how we as a church could have done things better to like keep us locked in. I think that's a waste of time. <laughs> what, I, what I'm sure of is now is the time to relearn how to live together in Christ. That's what I'm sure about. That's what I'm sure about. I'm not sure how we should have handled things up to this point. <laughs> or I'm not sure how we did or any of that, but I am sure now is the time to hop back in. Here's just a couple of thoughts on encouragement. Um, it's free and widespread. Think about sowing seeds. You're just passing it out left and right, left and right. Like I remember, like I'm thinking of like Oprah when she's like giving away cars. Like it's, you get a car, you get a car, all that stuff, you know. Um, um, can you picture it? I can picture it. Um, and we don't need to be all that careful with encouragement, guys. We don't need to be careful. Have you, hey, okay, be real with me, okay? Have you ever asked somebody how they're doing and they're like, man, I'm just too encouraged right now. I just, I can't take any more. I'm feeling too good. No, right? Like that does not happen. <laughs> Whereas if we were talking about correction or like some of these other harder topics of conversation, you, you're very careful. I think of like a surgeon's scalpel and all the preparation that goes into doing a surgery. Like you have to be in relationship and all that. Guys, encouragement is not that way. The Bible doesn't say encourage one another, but be careful. No, give it away as Jesus gave it away. Um, you do need the right motivation. This is the one area where you should be careful. I know I just said don't be careful, but be careful about this because this is not a transaction we're talking about. It's not a transaction. You don't encourage so that someone will give something back to you. That's not how the kingdom works. And as much as I want it to work that way, that would be easy, right? I give you this, you give me that in return. Doesn't work that way. 
The kingdom is about pouring ourselves out and expecting nothing in return except for Jesus to refill us. Remember, Jesus is the source of our encouragement. I don't know about y'all, but I've noticed in walking through my church life that there are some people that has, have a gift of encouragement. You guys know them. I don't know where Nick's at, but Mr. 10 out of 10 over there, yeah. <laughs> um, my wife is one of those. Jake is one of those, in my opinion. They just have this gift of encouragement. I am not one of those people. Now, I think my friends would tell me, I, in general, I'm an encouraging person, but it's something I really have to choose to be intentional about. And what the Lord was telling me this week, y'all, was a lack of gifting in this area is not an excuse for disobedience in this area. This is absolutely a part of our call as believers. It is not optional. Um, Here's a quote from Ray Ortland. He's on Desiring God. Encouragement is what the gospel feels like as it moves from one believer to another. The ministry of encouragement, therefore, isn't optional or just for people with a knack for it. Real encouragement has authority over us all. Do you guys think about that? Like encouragement having authority over us? It deserves nothing less than to set the predominant tone of our churches, our homes, and our ministries. I'd never thought about the ministry of encouragement that intensely. I'm gonna just share a a personal example of how this played out in my life recently. Um, So me and Crystal lead a life group. If you're looking for one, let me know. Um, And I had gotten into, I'll call it a heated conversation with one of my relatives. And so I I think either, maybe even the day of life group, like it was maybe a couple days, no, never mind. Okay. (laughs) The point is, it was all over me. Like, this is a person I love and who I've never had a problem with. And the things that he or she, not to throw anybody out, said to me were so unbelievably hurtful. And so, was it a direct attack of, of like what I've decided to make my life about? So I was just down. I was down. Didn't really share too much about it we go into life group and I'm feeling okay about it I don't even really know I need anything else like I've given it to the Lord I'm still kind of discouraged about it and sad and all that Um, and at some point I don't know if it was during the discussion or during prayer I think it was Tommy Nickel just like looked at me and he said that's not who you are and I was like what and then he, he said some really sweet things about me. I was like, thank you, Lord, I needed that. And then one by one, each person in our life group just showered me with, with love and encouragement. And I didn't know how much I needed it until I got it. And I was like, I've been missing that. So just, and not that it made, it didn't make the thing going on with my family member any less hard. He gave me the power to, to push through, to get through it to try to be Jesus in the midst of it to my family member. So that's just a, um, a personal example that happened to me recently. Um, 
Let's read Romans 15, 1 through 7. I think this gives a really clear picture of, of what we're talking about. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself as it is written. The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written written to teach us so that the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Jesus Christ had. So that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. You see what all that's connected to right there? Like, it's connected to our ability to praise him. We can't have unity without this. So we're gonna kind of transition into talking about how this works, what's our call to the world now and how we um, interact with the world related to encouragement. And what what I saw as I studied is encouragement is the very link, it's the bridge to the world that we're trying to save. John 13, 35, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So the very way that we're going to witness to the world is what we've just talked about. And guys, I love y'all, but I'm about to get real. What is the world saying about us right now as a church, as Christians, as Christ believers and followers? What are they seeing? What are they observing? How are we handling ourselves? See, I'm not surprised how the world has responded to all the unrest going on right now. I was, I I am surprised and hurt to see how the bride has responded. We're ripping each other apart, tearing each other down, We're leaving churches. We're breaking friendships. Over what? Over what? And what I'm realizing is COVID and everything attached to that has actually just brought something out that was already there. It's a sowing and reaping thing, guys. We have not been sowing encouragement into each other's lives. I haven't, at least not the way I should be. Listen, I'm not preaching at y'all this morning. I'm saying it's time. (laughs) It's time to get in the game. My hand's raised. Out of the abundance, the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what have we been sowing for the last five years? I'm just a random number. So now that we're faced with this troubling time, we're going to reap what we've been sowing. And what we're reaping is not encouragement because we didn't sow it. We've got to learn 
to build each other up. When there's a lack of encouragement, there is a lack of unity. And when the church lacks unity, it loses its effectiveness to preach the real gospel of Jesus. What are we inviting people into, guys? What are we inviting people into? (laughs) It doesn't look like what the Acts church was inviting people into, if I'm being honest. Like, what was the Roman culture seeing in them that made them want to get saved? I'm sure it wasn't backbiting and tearing down. I'm sure they were seeing the love they had for one another, and that's what drew them in. You see, Jesus is, hmm. we're the bride of Jesus. And often we cry for revival and we cry for, Lord, do the thing, the big thing. And I'm just, I'm struck in this moment that how can he do that when we're, acting this way? How can he do that when we, we're stuck. (laughs) We're stuck, okay? Jesus needs his bride to be so full of life because our church is constantly, and and our families are constantly encouraging one another to the point of overflowing. Jesus's bride needs to be so full of life that as we walk out into the world, it just, it gets on everything we touch. Um, okay, I'm done with that part. Guys, I, like, this is important. And like, I keep saying this, but the time is now for us to pivot. Now, some of you guys might be listening to this this morning and going, awesome, dude. What if I'm the one that's discouraged? How do you expect me to do this? We aren't the source, we're the vessel. Remember that. And as we pour out, he pours in. And I was reminded of the story of the widow. Um, Her husband was dead, obviously she's a widow. She was in debt and all she had was one jar of oil. Just one jar. That's all she had. And she was told to go collect all the empty jars she could find and, and, and pour this out into them. And as she did that, each one got full, full, full to overflow. And eventually they were out of, they were out of jars that she had so much. And she was able to go sell those and pay off her debt and all that. So I just want to say to you this morning, like this, this area of encouragement, we've got to learn that even when we're discouraged to encourage, like it's encouraging through our own discouragement. And the idea is not that we have something to give. We might have one jar, a little bit, but he's gonna take that. And you know, I'm kind of scared that if I only got a little bit, if I pour that out, man, I'm, I'm done. But as we pour out, he pours in. He is faithful to do that. I've seen it in my life. As we pour out, he pours in. Let's read um, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, 
If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. You guys have heard that one before, right? I think that's a call to encouragement. As much as it is a a, a call for us to meditate, I think as we meditate on those things, as we see those things in other people, as we see those things in strangers, in in fathers and mothers and kids, we gotta say something. (laughs) Whatever you see that, what's the list? Whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And I would add to that, think about these things, say something, say something. I'm about done here, guys. And as I was trying to wrap this up even yesterday, I didn't have a clear way to to end this. And I think it's because this is a conversation that needs to continue. Not necessarily for me. Y'all are probably way done hearing me talk. I'm, I'm done talking. Um, you matter. You matter. Your words have the power of life and death. How are we going to use them? How are we going to use them? We've got to start sowing seeds of encouragement and life so that when, so that we have something to give when times get hard like this. And I think this is supposed to be so much a part of our church life and family life that it, like, it, it, like, like he said, it sets the predominant tone. Like, are we leaving church feeling encouraged? Not just by what, what Jake preaches, by how we're interacting with our, with our family. How's that going for us? And if the answer is like, eh, sometimes, we're missing it. We're missing it. I'm not pointing fingers. My hand's raised, guys. My hand's raised. Um, so I encourage you guys to, just as we wrap up, get with, get with the Lord. He will show you this stuff, guys. He will show you. Send that text he puts on your heart. Just do it. Like, as, as annoying as phones can be, like, when somebody's on your heart, say something. I think there's this fear that people are going to get a big head or like, oh, Jake doesn't need encouragement. He's like, no. When Jake preaches a message that, like, ministers to your heart, tell him. Say something. I'm just using him as an example because he's right here and... You guys know him. <clears throat> it's not enough to think the thing. You gotta say the thing. You gotta say the thing. And don't let people hear it secondhand. That's been hurtful in my life. Where I've been under maybe a, a season of discouragement. Then I hear six months later, oh, hey, so-and-so said this about the way you've been working lately. Why didn't he tell me? Like six months ago. Anyway, guys, that's, that's, that's what I have to share today. Um, we're gonna read Hebrews 10, 24, 25 to kind of close out and just really set this in our hearts. 
And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Jesus, we love you. And we thank you that you are the source of our encouragement. We thank you that you have ministered to us with encouragement. We thank you that you have used your words to bring life and love into our hearts, Lord. God, would you show us how to do that? Would you show us how to do that, Lord? First here in this room, Lord, as your bride in your church, and next from the overflow of that, Lord, would you show us how to minister to a, a broken world that's in massive, massive need of encouragement and love and words of life God, would you bring to remembrance the things that are pure and lovely, Lord? Would you give us the courage to do this, Lord? Would you give us the courage to say the thing that needs to be said? Where the enemy has discouraged us, Lord, in our identity and our calling, Lord, would you give us a fresh wind, a fresh word this morning, a fresh encouragement, Jesus, we love you, and you are, the, you are the way that this works itself out, Lord. I thank you that you led us into this ministry, Lord, and I'm excited to see what you do through it, Lord, in your name, amen. Love you guys. Um, encourage one another as you leave. Actually, hey, find one person. And say something nice to him. Anyway, I love you guys, and I, I and I hope um, that this radically changes our our church. Bye. <laughs>